Welcome to Beyond Death, where we examine near-death experiences from people who say they died, visited the other side, and came back. Today's NDE was sent in to the channel's email by Brian, who describes going over to the other side where he meets an old friend acting as his guide. Brian is given an important message from God to bring back to Earth. Let's get into it. This was originally posted on my old Facebook page in July of 2021 regarding an extreme spiritual experience I had on October 6, 2020. It was an extraordinary experience that I still can't quite wrap my head about. It took many months to share it with Crystal Shafranik and then many more to share it publicly. Unfortunately, I did not have the reaction one might expect. I don't know where I went. I don't know if it was simply a vision or something else. All I know is it wasn't a dream. For the longest time, my main takeaway is that it really sucked. Experience unlimited love and joy only to be returned to this physical world. However, I am now realizing, especially considering current world events, that I need to pay attention to the actual message I was given and make the appropriate changes in my life which I have done. Months later, God revealed to me the reason why I was given this experience. It was not because I am special. This is the analogy he gave me. If you're in school and ever get summoned to the principal's office, it's usually not a good thing. The principal relies on teachers to teach students. God explained to me he had put many people in my path to enlighten me, but I was headstrong and ignored them all. This forced him to call me down to his office. He also explained to me, when he brings people into what I only know to refer to as the spirit realm, he tends to make the environment something they are comfortable in and perhaps what they expect. I could go on and on, but God laid it on my heart to simply tell my experience and let the reader draw their own conclusions. Last October, after being in the hospital for a week, some of you may remember Crystal found me several times unresponsive. They could never find anything wrong with me until finally, the last time a few doctors noticed two medications I was taking were incompatible. When combined, they had a high chance of producing a seizure which turned to be what was happening. However, during my first visit to the hospital, nobody caught this. I spent a week doing various tests, which ultimately led to them removing my lap band from my stomach, a previous weight loss surgery device. I was under anesthesia. The procedure was supposed to take 15 minutes, but they ran into complications. The device had become embedded in my stomach. It took them two to three hours to remove the device. I have had several surgeries over the years. Always with anesthesia, I have no sense of time passing. It almost feels like time traveling, and I've certainly never had any dreams while in surgery. But this time, when I woke up, I had an evident memory of an experience that was as real as any other experience I had ever had. My dreams are bizarre and nonsensical, and often involve people I do not even know. Within minutes of waking up, I usually cannot remember any of it. This experience, however, I remember every detail and nearly every word spoken ten months later. I will now describe the experience exactly as I remember it. I was prepped and ready for surgery. I was waiting in some holding area while they prepared the room. I had just signed numerous consent forms and was feeling somewhat anxious. I knew from previous surgeries that they always gave me something to relax before they put me entirely under. 
I remember feeling a slight sense of guilt and or shame that I was looking forward to that. A nurse eventually came and put some medication in my IV. Whatever that medication was, it hit me almost immediately, and I felt very warm and fuzzy. There wasn't much before the anesthesiologist put the primary mask over my mouth and told me to count backward from 100. I think I made it to 99. Suddenly I opened my eyes, and I was standing on the edge of a circular courtyard surrounded by the most beautiful flowers and perfectly trimmed bushes. It was a beautiful sunny day with perfectly spaced out big white fluffy clouds. It felt as it were around 11 a.m. on a perfect summer 72 degree day. The circular courtyard was made of big red tile. Going off in multiple directions, there were little red cobblestone paths. These connected to other large circular yards, just like the one I was standing in. Those then had courses as well that led to different circular courtyards with other paths branching out. This just went on and on as far as I could see. There were beautiful rolling hills that seemed to go on forever. All paths were red cobblestone with perfectly manicured squared off bushes. In between everything was an amazing assortment of flowers. The smell was so wonderful I can only think of one way to describe it. Not many will have been there, and I don't know if it's still there. Still, the last time I was in Las Vegas, the Bellagio Hotel had this striking atrium with the most unique indoor flower garden I have ever experienced. It was intoxicating to some degree. If you can imagine that going on all the way to the horizon as far as you could possibly see, I have somewhat been dreading trying to paint an accurate visual of what exactly I saw. It was all very vivid and very lush. Oh yes, I forgot there were little streams spider woven all between the flowers and courtyards, and every little red cobblestone path at some point had a small arch bridge that went over the streams. It was all immaculately landscaped. I really feel there are no words for the beauty of it. The last example I can think of is if you have ever been to a very high-end golf course, such as one that's always on the PGA Tour. Such as Augusta, perhaps landscaping like that, but ramped up in every way tenfold. But most importantly, the presence of God. Oh my! I have no words for this. Perhaps if you took your most significant mountain-top moment and think of the presence you have felt. Or possibly go back to a memory when deep in prayer, when you reach that meditative state, and your mind is still. Sometimes that is when I can feel God with me. I'm talking about your most vital spiritual moment. Think of how strongly you felt God's presence, and then ramp that up 100 times. A presence so thick it permeates everything and is almost a tangible object. If you have ever been in a full line and know someone is just inches behind, you feel them in your space. The love, the peace and the calmness. Everything was tranquil. I had no worries. I had no cares. I was totally at ease and in the moment. I had entire cognitive thought, complete control over my body. I knew I was not dead. I had no idea how I got there, but I intuitively understood I was in a spirit realm. There was a sense that I was home. I saw no signs, of course, that said heaven, but was I indeed in heaven? I did not know. I have high expectations of heaven, and what I was experiencing would be more than I could have ever dreamed of. This assessment of the environment 
and the energy that I felt only took a few moments as I noticed three men with their back towards me. Now, sensing my presence, they were all turning around towards my direction. I got the sense that I had caught them off guard, or that they were not expecting to see me. I wasn't quite sure, however, they all began to smile, and it now appeared that two of them were walking quickly towards me. I recognized them. The first gentleman was Justin. He was an old friend from many years ago. He came right up to me with the biggest smile, and we did not speak at all. However, there was some sort of mutual exchange of love. I understood he was delighted to see me, and he understood I felt the same. Somehow, I knew there was no need for words or small talk. Everything was understood, and again, there was an energy exchange of some type that I can't fully explain. It was very similar to when guys simply acknowledge each other with a head nod, but on a much more intense and gratifying level. Now these following gentlemen came from behind Justin, and it was also an old friend Gary. I hadn't seen Gary in many years as well. He was wearing this outrageous Scooby-Doo shirt, which was very typical of him. I remember I always felt Gary's fashion sense was stuck at about at the age of a 10-year-old. I had the same experience as he came closer. He had a cheek-to-cheek -cheek smile, and once again, nothing was said. However, I knew he was pleased to see me. I felt genuine love from him, and I thought I had reciprocated that back to him as well. Justin, I knew, had passed perhaps almost 20 years ago at a very young age. I had lost touch with my high school gang, but I reconnected with an old friend years later only to learn that Justin had been in a fatal drunk driving accident. Someone in a vehicle approaching him on a two-lane road was drunk and drifted into his lane, causing a head-on collision, instantly killing both. I can't really remember something like that, but I know it was tragic, and everyone was there for the funeral but me. Gary, I had simply lost touch with in my early 20s. This was before social media, and it was prevalent to make certain life choices which resulted in you never seeing certain people again. The last gentleman now approached me, and I approached him as well. He too was all smiles, yet I did not recognize him at first. As we came face to face, I finally recognized him as an older gentleman from my childhood. Mr. Shepard, my fifth grade teacher and favorite teacher ever. Despite everything that had already transpired, nothing had really surprised me up until this point. I was so delighted to see Mr. Shepard. I have never been very good at describing people's appearance. The best way I can tell Mr. Shepard's outward appearance and demeanor was that of the friendliest older man you can think of. I always thought he looked like either the Colonel from KFC or the gentleman from Orville Redenbacher Popcorn. My perception as a 10-year-old was that Mr. Shepard was already 75 years old back in 1985. Still, realistically he was probably somewhere between 55 to 60. He was definitively defiantly near the later years of his teaching career. We had the same sort of energy exchange as I had with the other two friends. Still, this time, I somehow understood that Mr. Shepard would be my guide for this experience. I never said a word to him until the end. It was just understood that this was a time to listen and learn. It felt very similar to perhaps a father taking his son hunting for the first time. I was clearly out of my element. 
At this point, I realized Justin and Gary were no longer with us and me, and Mr. Shepard began to stroll down one of the smaller paths over a small bridge side by side. He made some comments about how he's enjoyed watching my progress in life. However, it appeared I was having some difficulties. I remember grabbing my pocket, and I was concerned about where my phone was for some reason. Oh, I felt I had a physical body, and as if everything could be touched, although I never did reach out and touch any flowers or anything like that. I forgot to mention I was wearing what I usually wear around the house when I'm pretty sure no one will be coming over, which is simply a pair of loose athletic shorts, and this oversized gray t-shirt I have. Well, this was almost a year ago. I don't have that t-shirt anymore. Here comes the main message God wants me to share. He wants it as told to me without my comments of how significant or insignificant I feel the message is. A good deal of this message is very personal and obviously meant just for me. I never intended to share it. I never wanted to. However, it's not my place to decide how this experience and information may or may not bless someone. I am simply obedient. I have never written any of it down until now. In this experience, it is unspoken and inherently understood that these instructions are from God, and the message is from God as well. Mr. Shepherd is simply a messenger and my guide. This is the last commentary I will make. Still, it's essential for anyone reading this to know that as Mr. Shepherd is telling me this information, the presence of God reaches an outrageous level. I wish I had a better vocabulary to describe it. As I fumbled around looking for my phone, I don't know why at a time like this, I was concerned about it. I have an unhealthy attachment to my phone and always fear losing it. Mr. Shepard laughed and said there was nothing in my pocket. He said, in fact, there is nothing in his pockets either. He went on to say that the body that I was seeing was not even real. It was a visual created for my comfort, but in the spirit realm, they were not needed. Then he explained hell to me. Hell was a place so full of darkness that even God's light could not penetrate it. It was a void with an absence of God's light. It was explained to me that the veil between the spirit realm and the physical world was thin. Those that have passed and now reside in the spirit realm can see us very easily. They are always with us and watching. They have discernment of when it is appropriate to be watching. Grieving is human nature, but one does not need to become consumed by grief because they will be together again if that is their desire. Mr. Shepard then begins to tell me about events to come. He tells me COVID is just the beginning. I was told that we had no idea the damage that we had inflicted onto the planet, and it would, in time, affect our lives negatively. There is a significant change coming. There will be mass confusion, and there will be much suffering. The forces of darkness see the evil that is spreading over the earth, and they see an opportunity. They want more territory and no longer wish to be confined to their realm of darkness. At this time, I was shown a map of our world with varying light and dark parts. It was not oriented the way we have our maps, and there were no borders or markings, so I could not make out much from it. It was some sort of holographic map, perhaps even fourth dimensional or something. My mind could not comprehend it. Satan and his legions are ready for a climactic battle. This is not a time for Christians to stock up on guns and ammo. This is a time for Christians to have love and compassion for one another. 
If one must defend themselves, then so be it. However, how one is supposed to conduct themselves is not to change because our world has changed. Those who succumb to savageness will not be blessed. One would be advised to have stockholds of food and medicine. Investing in a generator would be wise. There would come a time when all commerce would break down. This would be a time of total lawlessness. Not all who claimed to be Christian, but all who possessed a heart for Jesus would not be here for that time. God wants all Christians to become more involved in their local church. He wants everyone to honestly reevaluate their spiritual leaders. We are to avoid false preaching. It must be Bible-based teaching and not personal opinions that are being taught. God wants the perception of Christians to change. There is still time. He would like for Christians to be regarded as great helpers. This will be an opportunity to lead the loss. This is a time for people to come to Christ. I was told I was to share this message, and others would receive similar notifications, which they too would be asked to share. Mr. Shepherd then reached out and took my hand. I was told I had to put down my sin and reevaluate my priorities. I was so close, but in a sense, very far away from my purpose. At the time of this experience, I was questioning whether I was in the right church. I was told both are fine. They are very different roads, but they both will lead to the same place. God has rerouted me several times already and will continue to do so. However, I do not realize the ripple effects my choices have on others that I don't even know. I am not to feel inferior because I don't lead huge crowds. I meant to reach particular people that nobody else could reach or would even want to. I'm not to be concerned about a title or degree. It's my heart that matters. Once the desire of your heart aligns with desires of God's, you shall have everything you have ever wanted. I was told to just get involved, which would trigger a series of overlapping events that would ultimately lead me to my purpose. I was told my wife and I were to serve together. That together, we are much more substantial. Us together is like the equivalent of one plus one equals five. He then let go of my hand and told me God had spoken. The next thing I did was something my wife felt was highly wrong of me. It was indeed the first time I spoke. I asked if I could stay. Although he was telling me all these things, there was no stress or worry about it. It was all very casual and matter-of-fact. Being so immersed in God's love and peace was almost like a drug. I did not want to go back to the worry and fears I was prone to. I did not want to experience days of disconnect from God because of depression. In that realm, time is very different. I somehow knew that for me, it would only seem like a few days until I was reunited with Crystal. However, I was told that I could not do what I needed to do while existing in their realm, and they could not do the things they needed to do with me there. Mr. Shepherd told me he loved me and directed me toward a gap in the trimmed bushes. The next thing I remembered, I felt utterly drugged, and I was being rolled around in my bed back towards my room. The nurse told me that removing my lap band was successful, but there were some complications, and it took much longer than expected. I wanted to ask where the people went, but I knew she would not know what I was talking about. Notes from Beyond Death I want to thank Brian for sending in this experience and allowing me to share it on this channel. I realize it does not have the typical attributes of an NDE, however, it does sound like an experience worthy of sharing. 
Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Until next time, stay blessed.